This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast you really highlighting an incredible story out of Oklahoma City. But before we get to our guest and his story and his latest book, Martha, how should people be connected with us today? Well, you know, Jim, I just, um, it is summer and I'm pretty sure that all parts of the country, well, it's officially summer. I know it's, it's officially summer now, but I, I think a lot of parts of the country have already been feeling it. Um, but I know that with summer comes change schedules and things like that. So I just want to remind people that they can get our shows on demand um, through our podcast on pretty much every platform that's out there. So uh, listeners, if you today, as you're thinking about it, um, want to go out to your favorite podcast platform, whether that's iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, um, iHeartRadio Podcast, Faith Play, Faith Play, the whole deal. Outca- Overcast. I was going to say Outcast. Maybe we, we feel like Outcast now. <laughs> I just got Overcast. signed up for Outcast. <laughs> so lots of different ways. Um, Spotify, so that you can, when you have that moment where you, if you're like me, I like to sit in the sun. I like to um, get a few moments of quiet and listen to something that can encourage me and challenge me, then that's a great way to do it all summer long. So check them out. Check us out online on iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number four, him.com. And all of those options are out there. And also the times you can listen to us eight or nine times during the day as we broadcast on stations mm-hmm. all across the Southeast and all the way up to Virginia. Okay, so we all lead someone. We all have influence over ourselves our family, our teams at work, our ch- and church, our organizations, our communities. But how often do you reflect on what kind of a leader you really are? How often do you look at how often do you look to see if you're a leader worth following? How often do you look at yourself to see if you're a leader worth duplicating? Today we have Jeremy Kubitschek from Giant Worldwide, and he's joining us to talk about his latest book that he's written alongside Steve Cockrum, The 100X Leader, How to Become Someone Worth Following. Jeremy, welcome back to I Work For Him. Oh, so good to be with you guys. You guys are so encouraging, so fun to talk. Well, we're, we're excited. I love, I love this. Your latest book was so much fun. And the last time we were, we were together in California last fall, it was so much fun. Uh, just having the two of you, you know, harnessed in one room together. That was really a great time. Well, it's, you know, with having a Brit with me, it's just, it's always fun. People like to hear Steve's accent, even though I joke and say he's from Ohio, but, uh, <laughs> no, he, he, he's a great partner. So, Jeremy, let's just start. We want to talk about your book, your brand new book, Becoming a 100X Leader. But I want to start with this question. At what point in time in your life did you realize that God cared as much about your work building leaders as he did with the ministry, that of a pastor or missionary? At what point in time did you realize your work mattered to God? Well, I think from the, honestly, when I was uh, being apprenticed at 21 years old, when I had a professor by the name of John Cragen, said, you know, Jeremy, you're you're uh, you're a minister no matter what you do. Um, so use business as your platform for ministry. And it was like, you mean I can wow. like using business as a platform to impact people. So I, I created this uh, tagline uh, for myself that basically let the world fund me to influence it. And that was kind of the focal point. Like, hmm. how do I create something that was so good that the world would fund it and that that would allow me to influence uh, the world? 
And so. really, that's the passion behind so many global organizations. They're like, hey, I bet we can get a whole bunch of people to fund this so we can influence them. And when you think of all the great thought leaders in this world, you know, the, the likes of some, uh, they, there's like this big warehouse company, um, and then there's this one social media company that has a lot of faces on it, and then there's this one that's like a web search company. Those three companies, they had, they, I mean, we fund them to influence us, which is what you guys are doing at Giant Worldwide. Why don't you give a quick plug on what's Giant Worldwide all about? Yeah, so we're basically, um, we're a, a digital platform business. We, we create a giant TV, which is almost like a picture of Netflix for leaders or a picture of Peloton for leaders where, we, where people use our content inside their organizations to train and coach and lead their people. But we, we basically have created a certification system that any coach, any consultant, anyone can use our system. Uh, to scale healthy leaders inside organization, which is multiplication. So if, if I understand you correctly, so as our listeners are listening and trying to wrap their head around that, you it's kind of twofold in that you're helping organizations lead their people, give, helping them with content for that, but you also help other coaches be able to do the same thing? That's right. Yeah, we basically created a system. We said we're going to have any competitors. In fact, we're going to build a platform that everyone can learn. Most organizations don't know how to multiply. Most people don't know how to multiply. So the whole idea of 100x means getting people 100% healthy and then teaching them to multiply. So in the vernacular from, a, um, from our perspective, it would be a discipleship. So how do you actually disciple people in the workplace? And I don't mean disciple people. I mean, I don't mean from a from a church perspective. I mean, like, how do you multiply? Mm -hmm. So the idea would be, how do you scale and multiply healthy leaders to affect the subcultures inside companies? So we created a system for that called the 100X system, which is a combination of giant TV, the platform and certifications where people learn how to do this. And then uh, we allow that any company can use it. Or any coach, consultant, anyone who's in this space who wants to learn how to do this, we certify them to use the system inside their companies as well. So you, you were explaining a little bit about how unique it is. Why did, you know, there are a lot of leadership options out there for people. What um, did you feel that God was calling you or that you guys were doing to make it so unique? Yeah. So years ago, um, you know, I used to, we, we bought John Maxwell's assets and then I ran those businesses and then we built the leader cast and then the, uh, ran and built the catalyst conferences. So I had the potential, the opportunity to be around a lot of people. We mm -hmm. partnered with Pat Lencioni, Henry Cloud, and it was all really great, really, really fun. Um, what we, what happened to us though was we kept seeing because of technology, that most of the leaders we ran into were cynical. They were know-it-alls. They didn't read much anymore. And so, and they didn't know how to scale. So at best, they maybe were a 75 plus leader. And so what we figured out was we figured out because of where we are in the digital age, we needed to create a common language and it needed to be faster than just books. Even though I write books and, and we write books together, um, and we do events and speaking and those kinds of things. We realized that the world is shifting away from seminars or books. They just don't read much anymore. So we created uh, common language, sign language, visual tools, 
And we created these tools that leaders could learn very quickly and they could use on the spot in an applied learning case. So it's no longer just case studies about Southwest Airlines or, you know, these these massive studies. Instead, it's like, no, practically, this is what it's like to be on the other side of yourself. So we had to give tools that could teach people very quickly on how to get healthy themselves, but also how to multiply or how to actually coach and help those they lead. And that's the uniqueness. And I think that's why Giant is is working and people keep asking for what we do right. because it translates. Yeah, what's interesting though, Jeremy, is that there is, I mean, there are 4.7 billion books written on leadership. Well, maybe slightly <laughs> less, 4.6. Yeah, as I read your book last week in preparation for today's interview, I realized, wow, this is really what you've written in the 100X, become a 100X leader, is you've really written this, the, the greatest summary, the greatest conglomeration of all of that information in one because, and we're going to talk about this today on the show, but I mean, you really, you capitalized on it all. And, and it's, and it's be about becoming, I mean, to me, it's Jesus. It's exactly how he led. So, hey, we got about 50 seconds left. Talk to me about, you drew through the whole conversation, you drew the, 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 the comparison between a 100X leader and a Sherpa. Where, why? why? Why'd you choose yeah, the Sherpa? Now, I'll need more than 50 seconds to talk about this part. This is <laughs> okay, a, fine. A when we come back, lot Jeremy just punts it back to Jim. Okay, fine. When we come back, <laughs> Jeremy Kubitschek, one of the founders of Giant Worldwide, a good friend of mine out of Minneapolis, first introduced me to the company Giant Worldwide. And we've been chasing Jeremy and Steve all over the world to try to capture these guys. But I finally got Jeremy. Jeremy, which part of the world are you in today? Uh, today I'm in Oklahoma City. So you're and, at your uh, world headquarters, so that's very, very yeah, cool. Yeah. Jeremy, I asked you a question right before the break, and you totally pushed me off on it, so now I'm coming back. (laughs) You chose to draw a comparison between a 100X leader and the Sherpa, the guys that help people climb the Himalayas. Why that comparison? Yeah, and just to clarify so that people, if they're checking out, the book's called The 100X Leader and Becoming Someone uh, Worth Following. I apologize. Thank you for clarifying. No, I just want to make sure if people are looking, it's The 100X Leader. But the idea, we use Mount Everest as our main um, focal point, the metaphor. And on the metaphor, if you think about Mount Everest, people think about climbing Mount Everest. The reality is that no one has ever been able to climb Mount Everest without a Sherpa. And I think that's really interesting. Like zero, not one person has been able to climb it without the Sherpa. Uh, They needed someone to uh, help them with ladders and ropes and oxygen and uh, even even the, the very first person to climb Mount Everest had a Sherpa uh, with him. And so um, the Sherpa have a genetic predisposition to be able to handle higher altitudes because they were born at 14,000 feet. So their their lung capacity and their brains can handle the altitude. And so what most leadership books are about are about the 100. How do you become healthy? How do you become a high performer? How do you be, you know, and so you picture on um, – if you, if you picture climbing um, Mount Everest, you see the picture of someone getting to the summit. And uh, so they're, they're climbing and they get to the top and they put their hands up. And so if you think, if you think of that, you go, that's actually high performance. That's not a, that's not leadership. Leadership is actually the Sherpa because the Sherpa is not, they're not thinking about how many times they've summited. They're thinking about how many times they've helped someone else summit. And it's a different mindset. And so it means that you have to be healthy enough to do your job. 
But then you also have to be acclimate and know how to help other people do their job as well. So, and if, that combination is unique. But if a Sherpa decides he's going to climb Mount Everest, does he need help? I mean, I mean, here's the question I got. I mean, if the Sherpa, <laughs> yeah, of course, oh, uh, of course, he's going to need a. You don't climb alone, and that's the aha. You don't. No one climbs alone. Um, Jesus didn't. I mean, he had. He had. He didn't climb alone. If you look at his relationship to his father and his relationship to his disciples. So the idea is the camaraderie. And, and so what we've done is we've basically given, given tools. So the tool, the main tool of the Sherpa is this. Does the person that you're leading know that you're fighting for their highest possible good? Well, say that uh, again. Say that again does, very slowly. Does, does the person that you're leading know that you're fighting for their highest possible good? Do they think that you're for them or do they see that you're for yourself or against them? And so then, in essence, uh, if I'm, let's say, Jim, you, we work together. If, if you're, if I'm uh, leading you, I'm fighting for your highest possible good. That means I'm always looking, do you need support? Where do you need your support? And where do you need challenge? And I'm going to, um, I'm going to calibrate support and challenge. So if I, if I have high support, it means I'm equipping you, resourcing you. Then I'm bringing challenge, which then really, really makes, gets you up to the next level. So a Sherpa is always going ahead of the climber and they're setting the ropes and they're supporting getting ladders. Then they come behind that climber and they're pushing them to that next level. Well, and let's, and let's try, let's try to let, I mean, those are, those are concepts. I mean, and, and, but what, but it's so, everything is so true that you've said, I mean, this book is just, it's just such a great practical book. And I love that. And we're talking, like I said, we're talking today with Jeremy Kubitschek from giantworldwide.com. The book is called the hundred X leader. How to Become Someone Worth Following. Jeremy, where can I get a copy of this book? Um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you know, those uh, typical um, places. Another free plug right here, and I work for him. Amazon or Barnes & Noble, that's where you can get a copy of this book. All right, so what I love about this is that the first half of the book, as I read it, is, is the leader trying to become the leader worth following. And you really take the leader into some deep dives in order to make sure that they are really, I mean, you do a lot, you force them to do a lot of introspection. Why is it that all leaders must learn to climb the mountain and then first, and then bring others along behind them? I mean, so let's ahead. imagine, let's imagine you're not acclimated and you're on Mount Everest and you can barely get to the first level. And uh, or you're so fixated on yourself and you left everyone behind. <laughs> and that's what happens in most places. You have unhealthy leaders trying to take other people to the next level or you have people so fixated on the top. They're not thinking about anybody else. So to go, what would it look like to actually. So you think about um, think about even servant leadership, which we've all grown up in uh, or a lot of us who are listening have grown up in. It sometimes brings a lot of support, but doesn't share enough challenge. So there's a lot of entitlement that takes place. We deal with a lot of servant leadership cultures where great leader at the top in a, from a spiritual perspective, but their culture doesn't feel it. And we want consistency. And so what we say is, look, um, Jesus was a lamb and a lion. So you need both. I mean, it's the combination of high support and high challenge, not just high lamb or high support only. And and so what we've done is we've basically given this language to go, okay, first look at yourself. Do you have a tendency to bring high challenge and low support to yourself? That means you dominate yourself. 
And we find a lot of, of leaders will dominate themselves. They'll say negative things over themselves. And if you think about what the enemy does, the enemy basically is the accuser of the brethren. So when we dominate ourselves, we're actually accusing ourselves. So we're partnering with the enemy to take ourselves out. And that is the, the, where a lot of people start their day. They started in negative two. And, and so that's some of, the, the, uh, of what we share in the book as far as giving people the chance to look right. and see what, where do they start. So, you know, I, I love the way you guys talk because it's, you know, relating it back to something that we can, although I've never climbed Mount Everest. Or will I, she ever. Or will I ever. it's cold there. But, but it's intriguing because you never think about all that's involved in it and how we can relate that to on the conversation of leadership. So because this is I work for him and we talk about um, the connection of our faith in our work, talk to us about how someone can act, can actually someone be a hundred X leader without Jesus by their side. Yeah. So, well, to be a hundred percent healthy, um, that's not necessarily, um, I would say you can't because from a spiritual perspective, you know, you need a lot more. Uh, we all know that Mm -hmm. the, the idea that inside organization, can I be moving in that trajectory? Well, ultimately, I mean, it gets into a theological discussion, uh, which is which is not which is not necessarily what we've written the book for. We've written the book for basically helping um, people who who are fighting for their people and yeah. teaching them. And so, what happens is they'll look at these tools, and that's where they partner with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit then shows them, "Oh my goodness, uh, yeah, I've got broccoli in my teeth. How long has this been here?" And that's the opportunity to get it out. What I find is I think that's the heart of what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees. Hey, guys, don't don't judge other people until you've looked in the mirror and get your plank out of your own eye. Right. So the idea was work on yourself. So know yourself so you can lead yourself, because when you don't lead yourself, but then you lead other people by telling them what to do or, or in judgment or whatever, you disqualify yourself. You create a credibility gap or an integrity gap. And so what we've done in the book is we've taken the first third is on leaders, the second's on team, and then a culture. And we've shown leaders to first know themselves to lead themselves. Hmm. Because I don't want to follow someone who's not healthy. Right. And it's a disaster. If, if, you, if you're a believer, and we know so many believers who are not healthy, and uh, they haven't taken the time, they usually stay on scriptures or principles or things they've heard from a pastor and they use that in words and language but they're not living it so therefore they discredit themselves they lose their influence and it's simply because they're they're not they don't really know themselves and they don't have the tools to lead themselves so so, so that's how, goal number one okay keep going with your goals i had a question for you i was trying to get in but we're running out of time so give me give me another goal that you can get out of this Yeah, yeah. So if you understand in your patterns and know what your tendencies are to go, um, I know my tendency is this every time I get mad. And then my pattern uh, leads to this action, which causes this consequence, which shapes a reality that I don't like. So ultimately, we're saying, look, you have to become healthy and you have to have a desire. If you're going to lead people, then you have to be acclimated. And the process to uh, acclimation is really hard. Because you're going to have to do some work. 
Yeah. And a lot of people would rather live accidentally than intentionally. Well, and that intentionality is painful when you actually have to look inward. And when we come back, I want to talk about inhibition and prohibition and how those things really impact someone trying to become a 100x leader. We're talking with Jeremy Kubitschek from Giant Worldwide. Jeremy and Steve Cockrum, have, the other founder, have written this brand new book, The 100x Leader, How to Become Someone Worth Following. Jeremy, one of the things I, I loved... You really dig deep into uh, this is what I, I interpret it. as I read it. I've read about resilience in a leader because resilience is something when I started studying, like, ooh, I have resilience issues. But you call it inhibition and prohibition. You state that those are two things that really get in the way of somebody becoming a 100x leader. Why? Well, if you think about climbing a mountain, which is the metaphor and what we, re- we shared, um, here's what's going to keep you from climbing. Uh, other than just accidental leadership, other than maybe a little laziness. But to go, if I'm really, really want to be someone worth following, then I'm going to have to get real with fear and I'm going to have to get real with um, the fear of climbing. And so oftentimes uh, I hear we hear this a lot of the prohibition of like, yeah, you know, they won't let us or we were told we can't. And so there's a lot of they and we hmm. that exists in language that just you know, like, who is they and who are the people telling you you can't do this? And so what we're doing is we're getting the people to think, why wouldn't you climb? What, what's going to keep you from getting to the next level or really learning how to be a Sherpa? And if you understand that you really have very few prohibitions, there's very, very few things in our life that tell us that we can't. Most of our supposed prohibitions are actually inhibition. Prohibitions when someone tells us we can't. Inhibition is when we tell ourselves we can't. Mm-hmm. Which, do you find, of, which do you find that leaders struggle with the most, inhibition or prohibition? Oh, oh inhibition, for sure. That's what I'm saying. There's so much uh, inhibition, but it's masked as prohibition. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they told us we can't. Well, actually, I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid of looking weak. I'm afraid I don't know what to do. I'm afraid. So that fear, it's much easier to, to um, feign prohibition than to admit inhibition. Well, inhibitions, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just to say, but fear is one of those tools of the enemy. I mean, that's not a tool of God. That's a tool of the enemy. Why does the enemy want to keep people from becoming 100x leaders? I mean, what does he have against leadership? <laughs> well, because the good leaders uh, heal, cast out, and raise up. Uh, a Jesus leader um, heals, cast out, and raise up. So the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. So at all times, he's trying to take us out and so that we wouldn't be uh, building. Uh, we have a tool that, that one of the phrases we use is the job of a 100x leader is to call people up, not out. Well, the enemy likes to call people out. Yep. When I call when I call it, when most leaders, a lot of leaders will call people out and they don't realize they have an opportunity to call someone up. So if I called someone up, I'm basically saying, hey, look, this is who you are. Why, why, why is this happening? And I allow you to recognize who you are and make the adjustment versus if I just call people out, it feels like shame, judgment, um, kind of, um, you know, subjective. And so at all times, anytime that happens, then defensiveness rises up. So when I call people up, if, if a hundred X leader calls someone up, then they give the opportunity that person an opportunity to actually change themselves. So those are examples of what Jesus did all the time. Uh, there's only the p- people he called out were typically the religious leaders, um, which is a whole, whole different subject. 
Yeah, yeah, a subject that would take a whole other series of shows for sure. So one of the questions I have just in, in expanding on this conversation about fear, I think a lot of people look at leaders as as not – they hide their fear. They're fearless. You know, they're fearless. They're, you know – so are you actually – um, encouraging leaders to 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 really be truthful with themselves and to discover where the where they have fears. Yeah, well, most people and the the whole entire book, you guys, is about multiplication. Mm-hmm. So we're saying, look, you have to first be one hundred. Well, that's only the first third. The second, uh, the back end of the book is about how. So you say, okay, great, you've climbed the mountain. You haven't been afraid to climb the mountain. So let's say all let's say all of us went and we climbed Mount Everest. We get to the top, like, yes, awesome. Then we get back to base camp. And then I said to you guys, okay, guys, good job. Now in three days, I want you to rest up. In three days, I want you to take these three people up the mountain. You're gonna have three each. Well, it's a completely different game to take three people up the mountain because that means you have to climb it and help someone else climb at the mm. same time. That is leadership. That's what the entire book is about. What most leadership books are about, what most people talk about is you getting to the top. Yeah, great. That's called high performance. That's not called leadership. So we're, we're talking about how are you healthy enough? So what's going to keep you from doing it? Well, a lot of times people are afraid because they don't know how to do it or it'll bog them down. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to take people up the mountain because it'll, it'll slow me down. Like, no, that's your job. If you're a leader, your job is to take the entire to take other people up the mountain to accomplish something that all of you are supposed to accomplish. Well, I mean, but isn't and isn't it true that when a leader becomes a hundred x leader, they've become someone worth following? That the organization starts to operate at a significantly higher capability because the people are working in an environment that is a healthy culture. I mean, that's what we're really talking about. We're talking about becoming the the, the 100x leader, how to become someone worth following, because it really benefits everybody, including the shareholders. Isn't that possible? Oh, absolutely. And that's what we talked about. The secret is actually the subculture. Inside a company, every company has teams, and every team has team leaders. If every team leader operates at 100x, then they are a flywheel, and that flywheel makes that organization, that culture fly. Nobody talks about this. Everyone talks about generic leadership and generic culture. We're just going, we got tired of it. We're like, no, 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 you have to get into the mire and the muck of a company and go, it all exists in the subcultures because subculture leaders create the subculture. Yeah, you mentioned in the book, let's talk about self-preservation for a minute. You mentioned that self-preservation gets in the way of someone becoming a 100x leader. Why do we have to deal with our tendency towards self-preservation attitudes and self-preservation issues in order to become a 100x leader? In fact, let me take it further. Why does self-preservation need to be destroyed in order to become a 100x leader? Yeah, I mean, it it becomes a situation where anyone who's self-preserving is so focused on themselves the reality that we all are, we all have self-preservation in us. Um, you know, what are you afraid of losing? What are you trying to hide? What are you trying to prove? For years, I was running these companies and I found that I was trying to prove myself to my board. And I'm like, why? What was the insecurity in me? Well, the journey is the journey of dying to yourself. So all we're doing is getting people to go, hey, look, 
Uh, I'm not afraid to share my weaknesses. I'm not afraid to share my failures. I'm not afraid. I've been there. I've been to the top. I've been on the mountain. I've helped other people get up. My job is to be a Sherpa. And when I get to that point, I'm not, it's not about me getting to the top. It's about how many people can I help get to the top? You know, this it's is just a different game. It's such a refreshing approach, actually, because as I sit here and, you know, I think a lot of us can think back um, over our lifetime of different jobs that we've had. And when you've had a boss that um, did what you said about um, calling you up instead of out, if they, they spoke into you and helped you to be a better leader and a better worker, what a great environment that was, but never being able to necessarily put your finger on it. And so what you're saying is now you guys have, you're, you're mapping it out and helping organizations and coaches also um, le- teach this concept. It can be revolutionary for a company because you, yeah. you, um, you're not just walking over the top of people to get up the, you know, up the rungs on the ladder. Um, everybody is improving along the way. Isn't that the, really yeah, what happens? It. Yeah. Cause what we're doing is we're basically saying, look, instead of always bringing outsiders in, what if you could train two, five, 10, 20 internal Sherpas, Sherpas inside your company mm-hmm. and then using giant TV, it's like people are used to Netflix anyway. Right. What if you you created pathways, which we've already created? Here's the pathway to get your people to the next level. But that means that we're cr- helping create a hundred X leaders inside the organization, and okay, that's the but, game changer. But no, it's a game changer. You're making it not about the leader. I mean, then that's why some leaders are going to struggle with this whole idea of the hundred X leader becoming a leader <laughs> worth following. Because they like that it's about them, but you're trying to train up leaders to where it's not about them. Well, it's it's the reality of actually, would you like to be the leader that you've always wanted to be, but you've never known how to be? And that's the thing. For years, I was a 75 plus leader and I had this idea of like, hey, I was healthy. And then say, hey, guys, yeah, if you need anything, come see me. But I really, really didn't know how to intentionally transfer knowledge and wisdom and skills and build. And it's been the last eight or so years that I've just really started figuring it out. And I just think it's a, it's not taught in, until now and that we're trying to teach it together. There's a system in a way that Jesus created multiplication and discipleship. There's a way to do it. There are actually tools and skills and and things. So we, we created tools to help people climb the mountain. Just like you need a pickaxe and a ladder and rope, we create visual tools uh, that are all laced throughout the book. And that's what is expanded on then on Giant TV? That's right. So then what we do is we've taken all of the components and then we've made it into visual episodes that are three, six, eight minutes. And then coming this summer, we're creating a live TV component like Peloton, where you can actually uh, join other internal Sherpas around the globe. And we go and focus on managing difficult conversations. How do I take people up the mountain? How do I get teams to actually communicate um, all of the functional pieces that anyone can use and anyone can, uh, can, can sell it as well? Meaning that if you're a coach consultant, you can use it uh, as your own uh, platform without having to, to spend crazy money on it. 
So just to help our listeners understand and myself just quickly. Um, so when they watch God, T- or the, um, <laughs> giant TV, not God TV, giant TV, um, are, is this something that like as a group you're sitting around a table and then discussing, discussing it or giving it and saying, Hey, watch this before next week. Just what it, is it can be all, it can be all of the things you can do lunch and learns. You can do team exercises. Okay. You can watch it for yourself. You, there's assessments or surveys. Yep. Um, there are ebooks. Hmm. Okay. Um, there are all types of things that, that you can use. Uh, so imagine. Uh, uh, imagine like imagine we'll hear more about it when we come back from the break as we talk with Jeremy Kubicek about his, the book, The 100X Leader How to Become Someone Worth Following. This is not just a book for people that lead million person companies or thousand person companies or hundred person companies. This is a book for Sunday school teachers. This is a book for youth group leaders. This is a group. This is a book for small business owners. This is a book for nonprofit leaders. This is a book for community uh, townhome association presidents. This is a book because every one of us as Jesus followers needs to become a hundred X leader because we need to become someone worth following. And we've got Jeremy Kubitschek on the line. Jeremy, right before the break, Martha's asking all kinds of questions about giant TV and how that's utilized. But I want to kind of open this up to you because this is there's a lot of resources you have out there on mm-hmm. giant that people could take advantage of, right? Yeah, we just decided uh, years ago, how do we make it where it scales and it's simple and it's not prohibitive? So we made the price points. I mean, it's like uh, $8.99 a month for an individual uh, for giant TV. So this is not cra- uh, crazy. And then we train um, uh, Sherpas on a, a low uh, cost so that they can actually use this and utilize it. Mm. And so for us, the goal is to raise up a different style of leader. We just got tired of people talking about it. We wanted to actually give tools so people could become it. And we've been practicing it ourselves with our family. I think that's the thing that I really, really want people to hear is that um, leaders, think about the five circles of influence. You think of yourself, you think of your family, team, organization, and community. Here's what tends to happen. Uh, And I'm going to say this in what I see even with believers. You get someone who's really, really um, tied into their church and their community. So they might be what we call a liberator, someone who brings high support and high challenge in their church. They're living it. They're really healthy. But when they go to their team, they tend to be a dominator inside their organization, which means you bring high challenge and low support. Uh, They go to their organization and they might be protecting high support, low challenge, the people on their team. They go to their family and they might be abdicating to their wife and they might be either dominating them their self. So the idea is that we want people to become intentional in every category. So years ago, we just started thinking, what would it look like to be intentional in the way that I led myself? It's what I eat. It's what I think, what I watch. But but we decided we put language in called trading up. You know what? Instead of eating this at this hour, I'm going to eat this. So not just physical health, but also I'm going to stop dominating myself. I'm going to stop saying negative things over myself. I'm going to start realizing, in, in my, you know, I'm a son of the most high God. What does that mean? Well, that's self. Then with family, what would high support and high challenge look like for my family? And so that's what we've been doing. We've been helping people move in each circle to the next level. And it's been a game changer for people because they've never thought about it at this level, in this depth. 
And that's what we're trying to accomplish to get people to think and shift their minds. But you got a lot of leaders across the country that are phenomenal at work and they come home and their households are a nightmare because of them. And so this whole idea that you break it up into self, you know, what, what, does, it, what does it look like to be a 100x leader with yourself, with your family, with your team, in your organization, in your community? Which, again, I think that there's, you know, we live in Florida. Uh, we've been vacationing in Arizona for a lot of weeks, uh, celebrating my parents' anniversary. And there's homeowners associations everywhere. And so the community, you can have a hundred, you can have a ton of influence over communities. Uh, I just think it's it's a phenomenal opportunity to just go, oh, I can really make a difference. I can become someone worth following, becoming a 100x leader. Martha. Well, you know, I just was having a thought as Jim was talking earlier about um, all of the different kinds of organizations that could take advantage of this, uh, Jeremy. And one of the things that I was thinking of is how many people um, – start off because they have a dream, they have an idea, they've created something and they start off as a small company, but then they end up quite large. They didn't expect it. But if they were doing this kind of leadership from the very beginning, their original team could be the team that grows the organization, you know, and is healthy. I mean, what a great, and you know, because there's a lot of growing pains in in growing an organization. And just imagine if you had, um, you were you were growing all these leaders within you. So so speak to our listeners that may be saying, you know, this is a this is a great concept, and I want to learn more um, how they could. Number one, engage with you guys, but then also yeah. what kinds of things they would, you know, encounter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it becomes what we call driving team performance. Well, team performance is like a flywheel. So if you have a team of people, you've got uh, here's here's the five areas you've got to focus on. You've got to have communication, relationship, alignment, execution, and capacity. What most of the world tends to do is they start with number three, alignment. And they go, can we get everyone on the same page? Hmm. And then execution. Can we just make it happen? Let's go. Get everyone on the same page. Make it happen. Well, what they're doing is they're basically forcing the flywheel to move. But if they've not done a good job on communication or in relationship, they haven't built relational trust. Mm -hmm. So at best, they're going to get compliance. I spent uh, a couple of years in Russia right after the fall of the Soviet Union. And I watched what... um, 70 years of forced domination did it made people comply because they didn't want to lose their life, Mm. but it didn't engage them. So we use this phrase a lot, like lighting the heart of your people is much better than lighting, lighting a light under their rear. (laughs) Because if you, if you light something under their rear, they're going to move, but they're going to move to get away from the pain. doesn't mean they're going to actually do what you'd hope that they did. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Jeremy, you said a couple of things, and I want to make sure we catch these before we get to the end of the show. You, you said one thing. This is a radical thing. One, the first one was, one could say that the unexamined leader is not worth following. There are so many leaders out there who don't ever really look inwardly to see, hey, maybe the problem with the organization's me, but that's a radical statement. You got any pushback on that statement at all? One could say that the unexamined leader is not worth following. Yeah, no, because most people know it's true. But they know it's true, but, I mean, how how do you take them from knowing it's true to actually doing something about it? Yeah, we put these tools in front of them. Each of the tools is like a mirror. All it's meant to do is partner with the Holy Spirit to look inward. 
I'm not saying we're not suggesting anything. We're just saying, because uh, here's the reality. When I look at the mirror, like the support challenge matrix that's laced throughout the book, I go, oh, my goodness. Well, I'm trained myself to partner with the Holy Spirit. I'm not afraid of what I see. Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. I'm dominating my son again. I'm protecting one of my daughters, and I'm abdicating to another daughter all in one day. Huh. That's crazy. I'm all of these things. So, but what's great is I go, yeah, I trust you. I trust Holy Spirit. You're for me. You're not against me. You're for me. You're not just for yourself, God. Therefore, if I view that way, then I'm seeing God because I know I'm a son of the Most High God. I view that he's for me. Well, that enables me to then go, you know what? I want to be someone. I want to be a a multiplier. Uh, Most people most believers want to be, but they don't have the tools to be. They don't know how, which is all we've done is created tools for those who want to multiply other people. That's what the hundred X leader is about. And that's what giant TV is about. So give us an example of a company that is being led by a hundred X leader. Yeah. Um, I've got, there's a, there's a large company that's not here. Uh, They're actually out of the UK. And uh, this leader has a desire, first and foremost. He's not afraid to look in the mirror, and he's not afraid of looking and revealing and sharing where he's deficient. He's then trained his team to start thinking this way, and a few of his senior leaders are latching on, which then increases the communication and relational dynamics with their team, which means there's lower drama. (laughs) He's now, they now have people that they're starting Sherpas that they're starting to train who are getting certified on this. Mm. And what's happening now, that certification is leading them to start learning the system. And it's like a, a formula a little bit like, oh my goodness, I had no idea. And so the engagement of their people is starting to really, really spike, which is showing a dichotomy between the other couple of groups that aren't going for multiplication. And when you look at and you compare the profitability, I mean, not only are, are people feeling great about where they work, I mean, how is their profitability being impacted? Uh, their, their stock price is ridiculous. Um, and it's it, now that doesn't happen to every company. I mean, it's not a direct correlation. But I will say that just right. logically, when you have less drama and you have teams of of people that people want to follow, not have to follow. Right. Um, you're going to have some intangibles and some tangibles. Yeah. What a, mm-hmm. what an incredible thing. Jeremy Kubitschek with Giant Worldwide. Thanks for sharing the book, The 100X Leader, How to Become Someone Worth Following. Really enjoyed this book. Would love for everybody to get a copy. You said they can get it on Amazon and on Barnes & Noble, and they can That's check right. you out online at giantworldwide.com, right? That's right. Jeremy, thanks so much for coming back on iWorkRoom and sharing your latest work. Thank you, guys. So for you, appreciate you. Yeah, it was really fun. Hey, make sure you check them out online, giantworldwide.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.